So to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you. I will fight for you. And I will win for you. Good evening, America, and welcome, welcome, welcome to your Monday night edition of The Sea Report. I'm your host, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Gossetis, and it is great to be here with you all tonight on this October 24th, 2022, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I think we got a pretty fun show in store for you guys tonight. Well, you know, fun ladies and gentlemen, you could say it's fun if you're kind of like, you know, one of those election integrity nerds like I am, right? You'll have a great time tonight. We've got a lot of stories for you all. A few stories, you know, they're kind of like those um, nice updating of stories, you know, so we'll catch up with some things and then uh, kind of like talk a little bit about uh, some other things, guys. You know, very general, just the way I like it. We'll get into the minutia in just a moment. Uh, but either way, if you're joining us live today, thank you for being here, uh, whether you're over at Foxhole Pilled, Odyssey, Rumble, Trovo, Twitch, uh, the list goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's great to be here again with you guys for our America First News and uh, Headlines show. Uh, you know, with, with a strong focus on elections, right? Exactly so. So I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend as well. Uh, if you're hanging out with us over here at Mr. CTV, we had uh, quite the goings on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, we had a Trump rally right here in this great state of Texas. That's right. For those of you who did not know, this is a Texas-based broadcast. But uh, nevertheless, ladies and gentlemen, it's 7.30 p.m. Central Time. We're doing America First News and Headlines. If you want the Texas stuff, that happens at 3 p.m. Central Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on this very same channel. Now, guys, uh, the uh, rally this past weekend <clears throat> was held in Robstown, Texas, which is uh, a little 
on the way down to Corpus Christi, Texas, you know, body of Christ, Texas, to borrow the uh, translated Latin. Okay, that, that is literally what that means. Body of Christ, Corpus Christi, you know. Anyhow, uh, that's neither here nor there, ladies and gentlemen. It was down out that way. Um, I believe the announcement came, well, I, it probably hit like what, Saturday or Sunday, maybe Monday. I found it like a Monday or Tuesday. I was like, there's no time nor resources to get my little butt down there. So we uh, broadcasted, live streamed, had a watch party of the uh, proceedings like we, we do typically here at Mr. CTV. Had a nice old Save America tailgate. Hung out with some like-minded individuals on the interwebs and rather enjoyed uh, this past weekend's rally. Uh, it, it was a little different from the others, right? It was tweaked up a bit or, you know, it was, uh, his cadence, uh, and by cadence, I mean, uh, the vibe, his energy, the speed at which he would speak, you know, the flow of his work. It was a, it was a little more heightened than I'm used to seeing, at least in the last umpteenth rally. So that was really cool to see guys. And then, of course, uh, you know, we had um, some great speakers that uh, were there throughout uh, the beforehand of President Trump's uh, speech to the people of Texas and of the nation. Either way, guys, it was uh, it was a really uh, inspiring rally. I mean, it was really uplifting. It was uh, it was encouraging, which I think we all need at this point, guys. Right. Because, you know, uh, there's nothing like news news to just drag down you know one's uh sense of spirit sometimes you know i mean they just uh they love the fear porn ladies and gentlemen if it bleeds it leads right well, let me tell you something guys the only thing that i talk about bleeding on this show is all of our freedom and liberty, guys. That's what's bleeding out here. And uh, that's what we're trying, you know, someone grab the tourniquets. Okay, I am not good at any of that stuff. Take care of it. And uh, we'll, we'll pray. No, 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 no. We're doing a lot more than that, right, guys? We're doing a lot more than just praying because, you know, faith and prayers, all good and well, hand in hand. They are the foundation, you know, I would say, for a lot of us uh, in our daily lives, you know, uh, finding that strength and that resolve in a higher power to help us have the grace and the strength to keep on moving, ladies and gentlemen, to keep on moving. But in this day and age, oh, that uh, that old saying, you know, faith without works is dead. It becomes so much clearer exactly what that could possibly mean. What does that mean? What that means is we don't sit around on our laurels and uh, just piddle with our thumbs and hope, right? We actually get involved in the fine fight. Why is that? Because you know what? Uh, God blesses those who uh, help themselves, right? That's how that old saying goes, doesn't it? Something like that. You guys understand exactly. You know the thing, right? The thing. Okay, anyways, guys, I'm being silly right now. Uh, it's good to be with you guys today. Let's see what we got going on in the uh, chat rooms. Java's hanging out. What's going on, Java? Hope you're doing well today, brother. I hope you had a good show last night. I did not get to catch it with you in the Speak Uneasy, but I'll go check out the replay. We got uh, Timbajet in the house. Good evening, Timbajet, as well as Sergeant Peterson. Good evening, Sergeant Peterson. Glad you are with us today. 
Oh, it's this first yeah, first time here. You know, Mr. Peterson? I mean, I apologize. Sergeant? You know, Sergeant. Uh, I was like, that is a new name. Don't think I've ever seen that before. But, <laughs> Java, first time today. <laughs> but uh, welcome on in, friend. And uh, I hope you enjoy the show. I'm sure you will uh, feel right at home in the chat over there. Timbajet says, Mr. C, I dropped a lot of stuff on my truth today, my truth social, and uh, pill today on Ukraine. Okay, cool. I will take a gander, Mr. Timbajet, and see what you have got to offer. Uh, you know, no... Ukraine and Russia for tonight. Just, just, just to let you know, just to give you a heads up there. Uh, we'll get to that soon. I just, you know, I keep on not getting to that one Putin speech. Really, really need to find it and dissect it. You probably know what I'm talking about, Timbajet, about the Putin speech. You know, the one before he, uh, he bombed Kiev. <laughs> but, uh, why do I laugh when I say that? You know, it's is it because he actually did it? Now there's like stuff with the false flag and dirty bombs going on. Well, I will catch up with that eventually here on the Sea Report. Uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday, maybe Wednesday, right? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes from here and there, guys. Uh, a lot of focus coming in on uh, you know this side of the uh, this side of the hemisphere and within the shorelines of this nation, ladies and gentlemen. So well, we've got to get a handle on some of this news. Let's see here. What else do we got? Uh, Java says, Don, uh, uh, says DJT had to uplift the base after Peeps putting out the gloomy response to the Durham stuff. You know, that's actually a pretty interesting assessment. Uh, and actually, that would be pretty smart, you know, kind of build up the morale again, right? Build it back up, not build it back better. We don't do that around these parts, right? No. <laughs> but yeah, build it back up. It's almost the same thing. Anyways, you know, um, to refortify the resolve of the patriots out there, that makes sense. Because, you know, that uh, that Durham ruling, as much as it could have been expected, was a sledgehammer to the guts of many people, most unfortunately. But uh, you roll with the punches, right? <laughs> that way you don't break your legs when you hit the ground. And also, not only that, uh, but to maintain that grace, right? But that's where the good works come in, guys. That's where the good works come in. And it refortifies our faith. If not, it is spurned on by our faith. Okay. And then, uh, well, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of anyone here, but uh, there could be some blessings in store. I mean, in, in my past, I've experienced that, but I don't want to be too presumptuous here. Uh, at least not based on my own personal beliefs. But ladies and gentlemen, the good works, when we face stone brick walls like the corrupt judicial system in Washington, D.C. And you know, no matter how much evidence is laid out there before the jury, it doesn't matter because the jury's just as tied in with as the judges on uh, on biases, you know. So we hit these stone walls, you know, like uh, yeah, Sussman walks, right? Uh, Danchenko walks, right? Uh, Biden gets inaugurated. Okay. We hit these walls, ladies and gentlemen. It is important to never give up, to never surrender, right? That's exactly 
the stance that we should take. And I'm sure there are far more uh, inspiring words that one could say uh, in order to relate that message. But that is the long and short of it. That's the gist. That's the skinny. You know, we don't need to belabor the point when it's understood. And uh, it's it's grasped by so many more these days, at least in my purview, at least in the time that I've been looking at things. Uh, it's, it's very encouraging. When we have our wins, we keep on going, right? When we have our wins, we keep on going. When we have our losses, we do not stop. We are relentless. We carry on. We pick ourselves up, right? We dust ourselves off. We've had a lot of those moments, guys. And uh, someone would say, hey, that's life. You know, in life, you have your setbacks and uh, you have your celebrations. Well, you know, uh, if if celebrations and setbacks were to be evenly distributed somehow, somewhere, some way, uh, it's fair to say that a lot of us feel like we have not seen fair distribution of setbacks and celebrations, right? But that does not mean that there's not a reason to uh, celebrate, you know. But, you know, when I celebrate victories, you know, uh, wh whatever they may be, you know, we'll talk about Cochise County again tonight. Cochise County, Arizona. Uh, uh, by way of an update, spoiler alert, Cochise County voted 100% hand count for their 2022 primary. Now, it seems like because of the um, ill intent and uh, treasonous plots of someone like Katie Hobbs, uh, who, I, you know, I would almost say, you know what, maybe Katie Hobbs really does believe that uh, this was the most secure election in the world. Maybe Katie Hobbs has no idea about what these Dominion machines and these voting machines, I, I shouldn't say Dominion, not because I'm afraid of a lawsuit. Come at me. I mean, I have nothing, right? I mean, what are you going to get from me? My toilet bowl? Anyways, so, you know, Katie, all voting machines, not just Dominion, all voting machines, any model, any make, any, any brand, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, they have the same intellectual property, the same software type of algorithm coding, whatever, you know, whatever technical uh, computer terms uh, that that uh, fit this statement. Like they have the same coding and IP in every one of those machines. It all came from Smartmatic. It all came from Venezuela. Right. And let's not forget right here in the Lone Star State, right over there in, what was it? Uh, is it Harris County or Dallas County? I always forget. Or Tarrant County. In one of those three counties, uh, Tarrant, Harris, Dallas. I think it's Tarrant, honestly. I'm pretty sure it's Tarrant, Fort Worth area, right? Uh, we have a, a gentleman by the name of Hader Garcia, who runs the elections in that county. And here's the fun little pit of information about Hader Garcia. He's a former exec for Smartmatic in Venezuela, y'all. Okay. Smartmatic in Venezuela. That's where all of this was dreamed up. You know, I'm we did the election voting machines uh, uh history on the C report man months ago. It's probably over a year ago now, where we went through uh we went through all the machines. We looked at the history of histories of the machines as far back as we could go. And it all, I mean, of course, comes back to Venezuela and Smartmatic. 
you know, and uh, it comes back to uh, the intellectual property being sold to someone and then sold to someone and sold to someone and all like 30 shell companies offshore later, no one can figure out who owns the IP to these uh, machines, right? Because everyone knows it's an election conspiracy theory that uh, Venezuela and uh, their um, communist regime had these machines created in order to assist with keeping that dictator in, which it did for quite some time, ladies and gentlemen. And then they sold the IP, the, uh, you know, uh, the coding and intellectual property, the whatever it is, the software, they, the hardware, they sold it. And uh, well, the rest is history. You know, then it hits the Americas. It hits the United States of America with the HAVA, with HAVA. I, the HAVA Act is redundant. It is the Help America Vote Act. So it's not the Help America Vote Act Act. It's HAVA. Okay. So anyways, so, uh, you know, with HAVA, they brought in the machines. And one was, I think it was in Chicago. I think it was in Illinois where they had their first report of like huge discrepancies. They flew in people from Venezuela to go and figure it out. And it still did not stop the powers that be from incorporating these machines into our elections, okay? Now, never let it be said that there's no such thing as voter fraud prior to the new millennia. Never let it be said that there was no such thing as voter fraud prior to the year 2000 or prior to HAVA um, uh, becoming uh, a piece of the law of the land within this nation, okay? Because we know that there's been vote rigging, uh, ballot stuffing, uh, voter fraud, uh, ballot harvesting. Uh, now that we can add ballot trafficking to that, but that operation, that operation seems to really have come into its own uh, in the new millennia, right? Because uh, if you think back, I think it's Yuma County over in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or San Luis, right? Where, uh, where the, the whole ballot trafficking really took form and it was really easy to identify because it's not the same as harvesting. And we've been through this before, right? But there they were able to document it, right? There they were able to observe exactly what was going on. And it sounds like in that specific county in Arizona, they've been doing that for quite some time. Uh, by that, I mean the trafficking and the defrauding of the constituents, the people of that specific county or town, wherever it is the cartels were running the elections and, and uh, forcing the citizens of that town and county um, to uh, comply with their schemes under duress, under threat, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, it's always happened. It's always happened. But with the machines, oh my goodness, could that fraud get streamlined? So we, we, I've got a whole mix of stories that deal with uh, some updates and then also just uh, just some interesting peculiarities that I think we should take note of because they 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 being the uh, Western backed media, the legacy press, the mockingbird media, the fake news, uh, the globalist establishment, uh, the establishment politicians, they've always lied to us guys about all of that, you know. They've always lied to us about everything, it seems, you know. So uh, when it comes to elections, guys, peculiarities 
peculiarities should be noted when the people who always lie to you tell you the truth. Okay, so we got some good stuff coming up ahead for you all tonight. Of course, we will begin with our President Trump truths, statements that are uh, otherwise uh, garnered from Truth Social. Let's go ahead and get the good old prez on the screen while I dip into the chats real quick to say hello one last time. Well, not one last time. One more time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nazis. Yes, indeed. Not, oh, God. You know, guys, because I... Uh, yeah. I get behind on some things sometimes. You do, you guys know about this. This was what like what approximately like two weeks ago. It was the uh, it was the uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez like uh, I don't know town hall or something. And, and the only reason why I recalled this right now, Mister Timbajet, is because I actually saw the video for the first time uh, prior to the show, and they actually called her out for supporting Nazis in Ukraine. I love it, you know, and uh, the Nazis. That's why you said Nazis, Timbajet. So that just boop kind of popped into my synapse there. And uh, yeah, I was I was actually quite uh, I was I was startled, to be quite honest, you know. Uh, I dare say, ladies and gentlemen, that were I a um, mindless, conscienceless, uh, moralist, progressive um, supporter of um, someone like AOC, I might have even been afraid for AOC. Not because... All of her constituents were coming at her to rape her, right? Like she said during the January 6th uh, false flag riots, right? She's like, I was afraid I was going to be raped even though it was five buildings away or like what? Like she was like not even anywhere near the Capitol on the grounds, but away, right? And she thought she was going to get raped, right? So she had to hide under her desk with her rape whistle in her mouth, okay? That's, the, you know, now based on a story like that, if I were a mindless progressive supporter of AOC, I would probably be like, they're going to attack her because we've heard her cry wolf before, right? So obviously AOC gets attacked, right? So we need to be afraid for that. No, 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 no. That's not why I would have been afraid for AOC after watching that uh, one specific moment. It had nothing to do with fear for her physical being. The reason why I would be afraid for AOC is because they were throwing truth at her. They were throwing so much truth at her. She could not say anything. And even other people in the crowd were like, uh, they're telling the truth. <laughs> Loved it. Okay. But yeah, you know, I'm glad that they got that Nazi thing in there because, you know, when that video went viral, that everyone was hearing the same thing about uh, AOC being a warmongering war hawk who supports Nazis in Ukraine. And uh, they still don't get that uh, all of this information is accessible. They still don't get that. Uh, I think I don't know what happened, guys, but I think maybe our attention spans grew. And I think our uh, propensity to uh, to do critical thinking and uh, really examine context and hear our discernment, I think that's all like expanded. Good job, y'all. Keep up the great work. Uh, whenever there's, and by they, of course, I mean those establishment hacks, whenever their discernment or whenever their 
contextual clues? I mean, what kind of a context clue do you need when someone is telling you, you support Nazis in Ukraine and you turned into the exact opposite of why I supported you? Uh, what kind of context clues do you think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez needs, ladies and gentlemen, if it's not just hitting her in the face, right? Like a good old uh, Southpaw. Anyways, guys, yeah, that was interesting to me. So, well, there you go. I got my, I got my Nazis in Ukraine out of my system. Thank you, Timbajet. We will uh, definitely be taking a gander at uh, that hemisphere sometime this week for sure. Good evening, Mister the Speak Uneasy. Good to see you tonight. Thank you so much for uh, dropping those links in the chat room and your support, my friend. Java says, hashtag Stonewall's lives are annoying. <laughs> well, you see, I had to say brick wall because when I said Stonewall, I thought about that gay incident. And I was like, wait, 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 the gays weren't there then. It's a brick wall that we're hitting, right? Anyways, that was Stonewall, wasn't it? Anyways, uh, yes, uh, brick walls can be annoying unless they're the only one there to listen to you. Ah, anyways, that was just a little twist on that. Uh, awesome, guys. It's great to have you all with us. Glad you are hanging out tonight. Aurelius Locke is in the house. What's going on, brother? Thought that was country rap. What was country rap? What? And let's see what else you guys got going on before we pop off back into. Awesome. Looks good, guys. Looks good. You guys are having a good time out there. All right. Drink my share of rum. Spam and rum do not mix. Ooh. <laughs> I haven't had spam in decades. Okay, anyways. Yes. Yes, Sergeant Peterson. Nazis in Ukraine call that B out. I love it. Uh, dirty bomb in Ukraine by Ukraine and blamed on Russia. Waiting for the international false flags to drop so they can cancel election week. Oh, do you think that's why they're going to cancel election week? Election week. I like how you said election week all on the smooth, Aurelius. I was, <laughs> you know, to the sleeping American, they would never pick up on that little uh, mistake. Is it a mistake, right? They want it to be election week. I'm like, Aurelius, you need to stop prolonging and supporting the narrative. <laughs> After all, it is election day for a reason. And we all vote on election day, don't we? And speaking of which, early voting has officially begun, ladies and gentlemen. How many of you guys went out there and early voted? Come on, give me a show of hands. Be honest. Be honest. How many of you guys went out and did your civic duty? Of course, you realize. Excuse me, release lock. C rap. <laughs> Oh my goodness, you guys are on to me. Anyways, okay, so um, that was a trick question, of course. You guys know how I feel about early voting, right? Um, here's, some, here's some statistics. Uh, as of today, early voting Monday, right, we've had 7.5 million Democrats. Aha! Yeah, I don't know that they're Democrats, but I would assume they are because I know there's no Republican or conservative or uh, I know no one in my audience at least would have voted early, right? 
I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm wishing. That was my main hang up. You know, I'm always hung up on something, guys. Like I have so many issues. I have dozens of subscriptions. It's not even funny, right? Uh, but oh, yeah, well, that's why I'm here, you know, pointing out and doing what I do. But you know, 7.5 million Americans. We had 5.8 million mail-in ballots. I mean, they've been mailed in and today's early voting. So I don't know. Uh, I guess they, they totaled that up. 1.6 in-person early votes as of today. Not a huge striking number, but it is still rather large. I mean, based on those totals, they are already comparing the 2022 midterm elections uh, to have the same kind of like energetic movement as the 2020 elections had where Americans were just itching to cast their vote for Donald Trump and reelect him, which they did. Uh, but yeah, as of today, guys, that many individuals have voted, which is, you know, it's, you know, it's set up that way to be their prerogative and we can hand them a trophy for doing their civic duty and be like good for you you early voted right you know i think trophies are more deserved i mean to be realistic no they're not okay it's it we're supposed to vote right we don't need a trophy to vote for showing up but just to get people away from early voting i would definitely give a trophy to people who voted on election day <laughs> But that's just my bias. You know, that's what I was saying. My hangup was like uh, I've kind of expressed to you guys, uh, especially if you're in my audience and you were hanging out with us this weekend and during Lone Star News this afternoon, we're talking about Texas's Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Right. Phenomenal speech. Right. Made himself very humanable, made himself very uh, relatable. Right. To the crowd. Like you could tell. But uh, what was it that he says? He's like this. He goes. If there's one thing you could, and this was very noble. This is not something you hear from politicians ever. He was like, if you want to support us, don't send us money. I was like, this is an establishment rhino, GOP, Republican, blah, 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 blah. And he's saying, don't send me money. And, and you know, everyone back at the Texas State House was like, oh, Lieutenant Dan, what did you just do? You just totally uh, made us broke for the upcoming session because you told the voters not to give us money because for some reason they need our money, right? Anyhow, you would think it would just be the uh, goodwill and the faith of the people that would power their campaign, right? Anyways, so Lieutenant uh, Governor Dan Patrick says, don't send us money. We don't need money. We've got enough money to fund the rest of this campaign election season. We only got like, what, a week or two left to go. He says, expand your contact list, five or six more people that you reach out and ask them to vote. Now, here's the thing that got me all hung up. He says, so you can vote on Monday. Expand your list to five or six, 10 people so you can vote on Monday. Okay. I had audience members telling me that even the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene, which she's a freshman, sophomore right now, uh, going into her sophomore year as a... <laughs> As a, uh, you know, a Republican, a member of the GOP, not yet a member of the establishment, I think, I think 
but she does look like a baby T-Rex to me anyways. But, you know, she even, I'll, I'll give it to her, you know, maybe she doesn't understand the way things work with elections and early voting. Maybe she doesn't understand. Maybe Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick doesn't understand how things work with early voting and exactly how that uh, affords time to individuals that might not have the best of intentions for the people's choice of elected leaders, right? So, you know, as someone who is just, you know, wanting the best outcome, like we all want the best outcome, trying to keep it on the positive, encouraging, right? Because I find that truth can be very discouraging. Isn't that funny? Right? Truth is great. We love truth, guys. But when the truth is something we don't want to hear, or when the truth is an idea that just flies in the face of every momentum that we have moving forward, we don't like truth. It's an interesting paradox. Truth is great when it's convenient for us, right? Truth is great when it's on our side. Truth is great when it aligns with our notions. But when truth flies in the face of everything that we think we know, then truth is just not the best of friends for us. So what's with the, uh, what's with the flaking out on our uh, feelings about truth, right? If we're going to have integrity for one thing, we should have integrity for that too. You know, it hurts sometimes, guys. It hurts. You all know it hurts sometimes. But um, that's why I say, you know, maybe these politicians, I, I honestly, Dan Patrick doesn't have an excuse, right? Uh, but they also don't believe in elections. I mean, you know, uh, Dan Patrick does talk about securing our elections, making them fortified, uh, ensuring that they cannot be uh, hacked or, you know, broken into uh, to ensure that Texans and Americans can have the founded uh, trust and confidence in our system as we have had apparently since uh, the beginning of this nation. He should know better. <laughs> he should know better than that. Um, and that's why I just got to say, you know, Dan Patrick should know better. Marjorie Taylor Greene, although for me, it's a little bit of hearsay. I trust my audience. You know, they they are very avid watchers of all of this. So if they because I don't follow. I mean, I don't follow Marjorie Taylor Greene. And when I say that, I don't mean like I don't follow her. I don't support her. I don't mean that. I mean, I literally do not pay attention to her, you know, her social medias or stories about her unless they come across my desk and they're like, they just stand out. Like, I'm just like, she's doing what she's got to do. She's doing her job. She's got the support of her people, you know, so far so good with the M uh, Marjorie Taylor Green MTG, you know, someone in her constituency or someone should just write her a letter and just, you know, talk about early voting and uh, how that could hurt, you know, uh, what we're trying to accomplish here, okay? And, I mean, that's just the long and short of that, guys. If we have 7.5 million Americans who have already early voted, of course, granted, a big chunk of that is the absentee or the mail-in. You know there was no conservative that did not legitimately need that absentee ballot that used it. Election day, there was a gentleman in the crowd at the uh, Trump rally in Robstown, Texas. Uh, 
when Dan Patrick was talking about getting people to vote, right? And he started with early voting, okay? Someone in the crowd yelled, vote on election day! And, you know, I was like, God bless Texas. And yes, you know, Dan Patrick, of course, uh, parroted that uh, sentiment. But, uh, well, there you go, guys. That's pretty much the long and short of it, at least as far as that goes. Um, vote on election day, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it's there for, after all. That is what it is there for. Awesomeness. Okay, guys. So uh, with that said, and almost 20 till the top of the hour, let's bust into the rest of our show. So we can get to some of these stories and uh, some of these insights, ladies and gentlemen. All right. What do we got first from President Trump, ladies and gentlemen? Here's our first Trump truth statement from Truth Social from our 45th president of these United States. Why did not the January 6th Committee of Unselects discuss the massive voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election, which is the thing that led to the tremendous protest? Also, no talk of Pelosi turning down military protection three days before January 6th. Why? Sometimes you just have to ask the question so that other people can think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and that will be the focus, of course. And we'll see, right? If, uh, if President Trump rolls up his sleeves and... Uh, faces that uh that that panel of kangaroos right that are the january 6th unselect committee uh we'll see and then uh, of course i could i guess that would hinge on whether or not they actually go live with it which i doubt they will which i doubt they will but nevertheless one could always hope. I like what you say right there, Sergeant Peterson. Truth is good even when it goes against my narrative. Amen, sir. Amen. A hundred percent. A thousandfold. I like it. I like it. Next statement from President Trump. It goes this way. Attorney General Letitia Peekaboo James is absolutely against fighting the record-setting murder and other forms of violent crime that is taking place in New York. She is a complete disaster. She is a complete and total disaster, right? She doesn't like an endorsement. Uh, if she and uh, Governor Gremlin Hochul win re-election, New York will quickly dissolve into a third world hellhole where violent criminals will completely rule the school or the streets if they uh, don't already. Remember, all of my predictions have been right. So I think it was, uh, who was it? It was. Um, Kimberly Guilfoyle, I think I will credit her with starting the Trump was right um, movement, <laughs> which is totally great. Uh, it's, it's so much better to hear the name Trump rather than others when you say was right. But uh, I might be a little biased. Um, yeah, that was during well, that was during the uh, 
America, American Freedom Tour, right? Kimberly Guilfoyle, her entire speech, Trump was right. It was like the catchphrase du jour. Yeah, I'll, I'll credit her with that because uh, she's the first one I heard say it, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on, Woke One? How's it going? I am not a person, personally, uh, personally woke one. I am not a fan of Pitbull. I wear my crown with pride, as you can see, sir. So uh, no shaven head for me, okay? I'm not desperate to look like I'm not going bald. All right. Uh, next statement from President Trump goes this way. Who is going to enter the Trump quicksand? Ooh, what is the Trump quicksand? Is that like a brand new uh, social media app? Just kidding where all of uh, Trump's enemies get disappeared. Oh, you guys see what he's talking about there? Let's give that one a like. Uh, many have tried leaving permanently damaged or never to be heard from again. He might be going on about those, uh, I don't know, those 10 individuals that might've voted to impeach him. Ah, that's a good example. Uh, let's see, eight of them are uh, victims of the uh, Trump quicksand. <laughs> Honorary victims of the Trump quicksand, ladies and gentlemen. Honorary. Mm. Uh, but interesting, guys. Interesting. I guess he was having fun with that, unless there's like some kind of hidden message that I'm not privy to. Some of you guys might know. Uh, I'll take it at face value. Next statement, uh, Tom Barrick is a highly respected businessman whose dream was to see peace in the Middle East. A very good and noble thing. Our seriously weaponized Justice Department, however, has accused him of being a foreign agent of the United Arab Emirates, which I do not believe he was, and which would mean that Hunter Biden would be a foreign agent of many countries. He never spoke to me uh, about speeches and what to say on this subject. He's being unfairly persecuted only because he is a supporter of Trump. And uh, that also, unfortunately, is, seems to be the um, standard operating procedure of this highly polarized, politicized uh, climate that we're in right now. I'm sure you guys all saw that horrific story coming out of Florida about the uh, conservative canvasser who was, uh, I mean, I would say he was beaten within an inch of his life, but he was taken to the hospital, internal bleeding, a lot of damage, all because he walked into a neighborhood where apparently with no signs posted, conservatives are not allowed. Now, that's pretty sad, guys. That is pretty sad. Very disgusting, right? All because he was a supporter of DeSantis, which translates to Trump, which, I mean, anything not, obviously, anything not Republican or conservative is quite all right by everybody else. But uh, for those who still have that violent derangement syndrome... And apparently these hate crimes still exist, but they would never call them hate crimes, would they? No, because they're of a political nature. Wait, wait, wait a minute. But isn't that a hate crime? Anyways, so very sad, but yes. Uh, so a Tom Barrick accused of uh, 
working for the United Arab Emirates. And yet we'll never hear anything from the DOJ about like uh, what the Connick guy and uh, the China election stuff that was happening that's been exposed. Uh, man, ladies and gentlemen, what a crosswise world. Next statement. 60 Minutes is not a news show. It is a Democrat propaganda machine. Their uh, story last night on election fraud was a joke. The evidence is massive, not to even mention that state legislatures did not grant necessary approvals. The FBI paid people to essentially get Trump and then told Facebook and others that the laptop from hell was Russian disinformation when they knew it was not, and much more. Barr, Krebs, and the rest of the Rhino establishment should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, indeed they should be. Indeed they should be. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show you guys a good example of the establishment GOP attempting to save face or maybe even backpedal a little bit on election fraud. But uh, isn't it convenient that right on the threshold of election day, now the establishment GOP is talking about uh, election fraud? Now the establishment GOP is starting to talk about elections like they give a damn? They didn't give a damn before because they knew they would win. They knew it was rigged as well as any other establishment hack that um, uh, covers themselves as a politician, as a yeah, politician. They're no, they are by no means a representative of anybody but themselves and their uh, dark moneyed interests, ladies and gentlemen. And that is just the fact of that matter. So uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. They would never be ashamed of themselves. The likes of Mitch McConnell and the rest, they would never be ashamed because they are doing the job that they were meant to do. They're doing the job that they were put in that position to do. And uh, if they were not put in that position to do it, well, they, by gosh and by golly, just based on their actions alone, they uh, took the initiative to follow through on their own. Maybe they realized that there was wealth and riches and all of these treasures available to them if they assisted in the destruction of this nation, which has been mum for quite some time. It just makes you think. Think about all of the uh, think about all the um, senators and representatives in like the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties that were all in on it. I bet you, uh, even though their names may not be in the spotlight, the limelight, or of any attempt anymore, their families are probably living pretty nice, I would imagine. Next statement. Ah, Kelly Shibaka. Okay, so we got a statement coming about Alaska. Kelly Shibaka is a star for Alaska, which is trying to get rid of the one of the worst senators in existence, Lisa Murkowski. Kelly has my complete and total endorsement and is leading in the polls, but the old broken crow, cocaine Mitch McConnell, a puppet for China, along with his wife, Coco Chow, Coco Chow, Coco Chow McConnell. I don't know why I want to say Coco Chow Chanel. Anyways, Coco Chow is pouring millions into the state so that his political hack impeacher, Lisa Murkowski, 
can sneak out a victory under corrupt rank choice voting. Shady Mitch should use that money for other R's. Vote Kelly. Now, eh, I would say just about everyone and their grandma understands and gets the concept of this fake uh, this fake uh, this fake political party. All of them are, right? But like the, the establishment, right? I mean, the GOP more specifically, right? The GOP, the Republican Party, which has done a far better job at deceiving the people of America than the Democrat Party has done, okay? Because they are getting everybody, not just people who are uh, Democrats. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not just lying to Democrats, guys. Everybody their own party members as well. Even the people that voted them into office. Okay. So to say that 2022 would be a highlight of all of the rhinoceros that is coming to the forefront. Uh, yeah, it's an overstatement understatement. We already knew it, but you know what? Like we see it so much more. I know for someone like me, it just, uh, reaffirms my beliefs. Okay. Uh, but to individuals who are just waking up, to individuals who have walked away from the Democrat Party, to individuals who are just looking for something that aligns with them the best. This is another one of those moments when they realize that the Republican Party was just as bad as the Democrats, if not worse, because they lied to us. That would actually make me wonder, are, are Republicans and conservatives actually stupider than Democrats because they fall for the lies every time? Guys, do we really want to be that? Anyways, okay, so we, we it reaffirms what I believe, what, what I know to be true, at least as far as this uh, fake, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, legal body, legislative body, you know. And everything that they do for us, or I should say, uh, don't do for us, their lack of uh, their lack of um, follow through on what they say. <laughs> Java says Coco Chow sounds like a breakfast cereal. <laughs> that sounds funny. Vote right, Kelly Chewbacca. <laughs> Sorry, Shebacca. Excuse me. Anyways, okay, so. Uh, so, you know, for them, this is dangerous ground for people who are just getting into the Republican Party or into conservative politics or who are attempting to find something that more aligns with themselves. Believe it or not, people out there still do that kind of soul searching, uh, even in this day and age, even in this polarized climate. Right. Um, so. Gots to be careful, but still, guys, have to acknowledge that truth the uh, cognitive dissonance that we feel when we start talking about uh, getting rid of all political parties. Oh, did you feel it? Right? That kind of a thing, you know. I think it's eventual. I think I think I think we as a race and maybe I give us too much credit but so what? So so what? I am a fan of the human race. So get over it, okay? Get over the fact that I am a fan of the human race and I tend to look uh, optimistically at Everything they do in light, even in light of the uh, histories that we know of. Okay, so maybe the human race, just as you know, our uh, 
attention spans have, uh, you know, elongated just as our uh, discernment has uh, uh, sharpened. Maybe we'll figure out that we really don't need political parties. Okay. Uh, Nonpartisan candidates, Americans can do it just as well as anyone can. Uh, and we don't need it. So anyways, guys, enough about that. Um, let's move on to, I think this might be one of our final state. We had a, quite a few statements. Oh yeah, we got one more after this from President Trump. And then we'll move on into our news. Let's see what uh, it's got to say. The highly partisan Democrat witch hunt goes on. This time in New York, where after viewing millions of pages of documents over many years, charges were brought against a longtime Trump executive who they tortured and threatened for years for not paying taxes on the use of company cars, the use of a company apartment, and the education of his grandchildren. So... You know, whenever the MSM broke the story um, about this individual, I know who they're talking. I don't know. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. He was like, he's like, well, he's like 70 years old or something like that. And he's been working with, you know, uh, Trump forever. Um, it, when the, the mainstream media, the legacy news, the fake news media, when they first reported this story, they didn't, they didn't, they did not employ the words use of a company apartment and use of a company car. They said they were gifts given to him by, uh, you know, Donald Trump and his uh, you know, corporations. So what is really going on here, right? Uh, you know, as shallow as words can be, what are words worth, right? I mean, they are important, especially in the court of law, or at least regarding legal matters. Um, cause to me, that sounds totally different from what they got this man on pun intended. Hopefully these were trumped up charges and, uh, they were not gifts given him to own. Right. Because I don't know. I mean, like I used to drive a company vehicle when I had a specific job back in the day. I mean, I didn't ever took it home, but I, I used it. <laughs> Am I supposed to pay taxes for using the company car? I don't know. Anyways, that's an interesting statement, guys. Uh, that tells me that there's going to be a lot more cooking up out of that case, especially once it hits the courts. So I don't know. I mean, Trump doesn't just say anything to say anything, right, guys? He doesn't just say anything to say anything. So uh, maybe it's possible that uh, yeah, maybe we'll see like that uh, case getting thrown out or maybe the... Uh, uh, gentleman will be acquitted. Now I'm going to pull back real quick because I noticed something for our final statement from President Trump today. And that would be the ellipse. Okay. <laughs> I just, okay. All right. So he didn't end this statement with ellipses. Okay. So I just want to make sure I get my Trump truths in order, y'all. Final statement from President Trump. Can you imagine the failed Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance at the time took crooked Hillary Clinton's lawyers from her and the Democrats law firm, Paul Weiss, uh, Rifkind, Rifkind, and gently placed them into the district attorney's office in order to prosecute Trump. They have great liability for doing this. 
It got so bad that various prosecutors quit because they thought that Donald Trump was being treated so badly and unfairly. And it continues. In the end, justice must prevail. Indeed it must. Indeed it must. And may it, ladies and gentlemen. Cy Vance Jr. Well, Cy Vance Jr., that is the man. Uh, I think I think he's the one that inspired Letitia James to go, you know, uh, all in, as it were, like balls deep <laughs> into uh, trying to indict President Trump. I know that was vulgar, guys. I apologize. All right, guys, let's get into our first story for tonight. It's an election story. It's an update from yesterday. Uh, yesterday was Sunday. It's an update from Friday. <laughs> Uh, regarding the Cochise County, New Mexico's um, uh, vote now on um, getting rid of those dang electronic voting machines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something that's happening across the nation, as I'm sure most of us are aware. If you're new to the show and you never heard such information, you're probably new to it. Yeah, yeah. There are counties, count them, counties across America that are making this move because when the federal government fails you, when the federal government is trying to take over your elections, when uh, your state representatives uh, are nothing but a whole bunch of uh, lying traitors and uh, two-faced um, um, individuals, well, never let it be said that the people of America were not enough to course correct. The people of America have always been enough to course correct. The people of America have always been the answer, the solution to any type of grievance or problem that we might face with individuals who've been elected to a stature that's gone to their head or individuals who have always sought to malign their power and take advantage of it and exploit the office that they've been given in. Uh, things that we're really well aware of based on the history of our founding fathers and everything that they were trying to get away from and escape and liberate themselves from, not least of all, the um, money changers, right, that uh, destroy the value of currencies. They were around back then, too. Who do you think kings are beholden to? Kings and queens of the day were beholden to the bankers to fund their wars and to supply them uh, when needed. Uh, we saw a great example of that. Well, it wasn't a great example, but it was an example that was great because uh, it, it could give perspective to the everyday uh, consumer of uh, television and uh, brainwashing stuff uh, that uh, this was actually some type of arrangement uh, that most probably existed, you know? And that was like, oh, when was it that I saw that? Uh, it was, I think it was like in Game of Thrones. It's years ago now, right? You, know, you, have, you have the kings and, and uh, you know, have the bankers, right? And people say, that's fiction, Mr. C. Fantasy, speculative fiction. Oh, get over it, guys. Where do you think they come? You, you know, you know, life, ladies and gentlemen, is usually much more colorful, explicit, and alarming and surprising than fiction, right? Where do you think we get all our best stuff from? Anyways, imagination? Anyways, so like, anyhow, guys, so 
Cochise County, uh, as we uh, left off on Friday, was facing a threat, a lawsuit, from none other than uh, cowardly Katie Hobbs, right? Now, Katie Hobbs, she has no problem signing that document, you know, uh, uh, getting that uh, litigation served. But when, you know, when it comes to anything else, she is just a total basket case, okay? So maybe it was an attempt to still, uh, maybe it was an attempt to make to make her look like she still has it. Maybe it was an attempt to change her cowardice uh, reputation. Uh, maybe she was uh, trying to spare herself, save herself from the lashings that she would undoubtedly receive from her dark adult masters for failing as Secretary of Snakes of Arizona and failing to secure the governorship or at least derail Carrie Lake, right? She went after Cochise County because the people of Cochise County, again, because the state failed them, the legislators failed them, the federal government had long and gone failed them. So uh, the people of the county in their own backyard decided to protect themselves, right? Cochise County decided that they were going to have on their agenda, uh, on their calendar, a motion to vote on whether or not they would have um, hand-counted ballots for their 2022 midterm and secure their elections, right? Because the only other thing that could really help is voting on election day, okay? It busts up their algorithm like nothing you've ever known. Or if they were going to uh, go ahead and use the machines, okay? Katie Hobbs decides to try and be, you know, uh, uh, be big because she has litigation and it threatens to sue them. It didn't matter, guys. It did not matter. The people of Cochise County, Arizona, they reached their resolve and they voted 100% hand count for their 2022 midterm. Let's take a look at the story. Now it says here, watch live. We're not going to watch it live, guys. We're not even going to watch it in the replay, but Cochise County, Arizona to vote on 100% hand count in midterm election after bogus lawsuit threat from crooked Katie Hobbs. Yeah, might have guessed it. This uh, article comes from the Gateway Pundit. So it says uh, Arizona's Cochise County Board of Supervisors, they're set to vote to order a hand count of all ballots cast in the general election to be held on November 8, 2022, to be completed prior to canvas of election results today at their special meeting. Okay. A massive crowd of residents has overfilled the meeting room to speak in support of this vote. The Board of Supervisors provided the following background on this agenda. And uh, let me go and pop that out real quick so you guys can see it. Now, this was for their county agenda for uh, today. It was today, guys. Agenda for special board meeting. Okay. And uh, let's see here. The action. Uh, order a hand count of all ballots cast in the general election to be held on November 8, 2022, to be completed prior to canvas of election results. Pursuant to ARS 16-602B, the county recorder or other officer in charge of election shall take such action necessary to perform a hand count audit of all county uh, precincts for the 2022 general election to assure agreement with the voting machine count 
Such audit shall be completed prior to the canvas of general election results by the Board of Supervisors. Now, prior to 2020, guys, you know nothing like this was happening. And if it was, it was far and few between, and it was gagged, ladies and gentlemen. Hush, 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 ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what it was. But uh, now we find ourselves in 2022. Because, uh, you know, we knew that the elections were stolen. Our, our legislators knew that they were stolen. Um, people, certain people, specific people got involved. And they started filing lawsuits. Uh, they started getting loud. Uh, eventually, that fervor carried over to the rest of us. And here we are today. But something like this never would have happened if 2020 hadn't happened. And look at how much we're discovering just based on that. You know, uh, this, the discovery for me is the reward here, y'all. And uh, the prize will be when our elections are fixed. Not like they are now, no pun intended, right? When they are corrected, the process, the procedure. So uh, this is what the Cochise uh, County Board um, of Commissioners uh, were considering during their meeting this afternoon. Let's go back to the article now. It says uh, over 100 volunteers mobilized and uh, have mobilized and seek to be vetted, trained, and participate in a hand count of all ballots in our county for the upcoming general election. You see, guys, we don't need voting machines. We could tear through thousands of ballots uh, counting, you know, if, if we had enough volunteers, you know. Which is so silly because, like, if you think about some of these, uh, or if you if you recall some of these rogue counties and county clerks who just don't give a damn about election law, about uh, the constitution, or about the constituents' will, uh, who uh, maybe that maybe they're biased. Maybe it's because of the political parties. Like they have a bias, right? They're like, not your team, my team, so we can stay divided. You know, um, maybe they just they're just totally biased and partisan, right? But um, you have these county clerks, like in Michigan is a good example, where they're rhinos. It's a, it's a conservative county, but they're like, there's no one that wants to help us, which you know is a damn lie, y'all. You know it's a damn lie, especially if it's a conservative county, especially if it's red, especially if it's Republican. You know they're going to have people there to help them. You know volunteers are going to come up and assist. There's, there's never been a more important time to be involved that thoroughly in elections than now. And yet you have rhino establishment county clerks in conservative counties in Michigan who are declaring there's no help and they're sending all of their conservative ballot votes to liberal leftist Democrat areas of the state to count their votes for them. Insane, y'all. So that's going to be another theme for tonight, guys. That's going to be another theme for tonight. Okay. It's, it's going to be the rhino theme, y'all. Rhino theme. That's right. For tonight, rhino alert.
All right. That's right. Well, we'll, we'll have some rhinos on the bouts for you all tonight, guys. But uh, over 100 volunteers in Cochise County. Do you think it's just because it's Arizona? Do you think it's just because where they had their election audit and uh, uh, it was uh, thorough and the gold standard? No, 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 no. It's happening everywhere, I'm sure. You know, um, so it says here they are wishing to take part in this uh, way to help people, including a few of the participants who have lost trust in elections to see that elections are reliable and secure in our county. Two other results of this hand count will be simply a 100 percent audit of machine accuracy and a test of our backup plan in case some or all of our machines become compromised or fail at the last minute. This count will not affect the outcome of this election. County Recorder David Stevens, our state senator and representatives are in support of this and will be able to follow through with proper action in the legislature if that is needed. None of the voting process will be altered. Must be completed prior to certification of election. Machine count will determine election outcome. The machine count will determine the election outcome because these people clearly still have faith in the voting machines. Uh, if they were to, uh, if they were to know what happened in Georgia or uh, one of the other stories we'll be covering tonight in Kansas, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Bajet says in Washington state, the votes are tabulated in San Francisco. Are you serious? Or are you pulling my leg? Cause it's all like lefty, right? Like that's crazy. It, I would be irate if I were a Washington, Washingtonian. How do you say Washingtonian? Anyways, I would be irate. I would be irate if my uh, county clerk were sending my votes off to some other county to get counted. I'd be like, really? Why didn't you give me a call? I've been there to help you. No, just kidding. <laughs> Well, not that I'm kidding, but anyway, so um, that's pretty interesting there. Let's finish up with what the uh, commissioners were saying. Election department staff or the BOS designee, I'm guessing this board of supervisors designee to call for applicants uh, to execute the hand count. The same to select, vet, and train applicants using methods prescribed by statute for hand counts and suggestions from Recorder Stevens. Selected staff members will design a secure and executable plan, provide for supplies and secure areas to hold the hand counts, report results of the hand count to Board of Supervisors not less than five days prior to the certification of election. Uh, this new decision by Cochise County comes after Arizona Corporation Commissioner Jim O'Connor sent a letter to all Arizona counties demanding they immediately cease the use of voting machines in the upcoming 2022 general election and gave testimony at the Rise of Truth Summit. So how interesting. Uh, it says here that, uh, of course, we know Katie Hobbs, um, the Secretary of Snakes, threatened to sue the county if they proceeded with their 100% hand count audit of the machines. The county will still count ballots using machines, but they will conduct a hand count audit of 100% of the ballots, not a risk limiting audit of 1% or 2%, right, of a specific race in a specific county. But Katie Hobbs says doing a 100% hand count of all the ballots is illegal. It's okay, guys. It's okay. We all know that Katie Hobbs does not know her job. We all know Katie Hobbs does not understand election law. We all know Katie Hobbs was totally unfit for the office. 
So it's okay if she's confused and she thinks that citizens uh, auditing their vote is illegal. Uh, she took notes only during the George Soros classes. Okay, so uh, Arizona statute states, and Katie Hobbs would know this if maybe she read them every now and then, if for any reason it becomes impracticable to count all or a part of the ballots with tabulating equipment, the officer in charge of elections may direct that they be counted manually, following as far as practicable the provisions governing the counting of paper ballots. Cochise County Supervisor Peggy Judd told the Gateway Pundit, we will have George Soros for governor if we elect her. It will be them who are actually running our state. Judd also told us that she has received massive support for this action by the board. For every one email I have received in opposition, I have gotten 15 more in support, said Judd. It appears that Katie Hobbs' attempt to mobilize her radical left supporters with a threatened lawsuit has failed. Katie Hobbs has not come out of the basement to campaign for governor or debate Carrie Lake, and she is terrified of a free and fair election this November. I would think Katie Hobbs is terrified of a free and fair election this November for two reasons. For one, she will not be anywhere near an office that's elected anymore. Let it go, hopefully nowhere anywhere with nothing. Okay. She, she, she needs to just go what, work at McDonald's. And two, because let's face it, Katie Hobbs not only certified a fraudulent election, she also participated in that fraud. So she's probably really terrified because if it comes out by way of free and fair elections, she be serving some jail time, ladies and gentlemen, which I think is a penalty far less heady as uh, capital punishment for treason. Anyways, okay. Uh, so uh, let's see here. It goes on to talk about Katie Hobbs and all of her mistakes to conclude the um, to conclude the uh, article there. Now uh, that was uh, that was kind of like a uh, this is happening now. But um, let me just double check on my sources here. Um, that there is not an article of uh, confirmation. You know, actually, I think there was. A con I think I got, I think I read it in the, um, I think it was a New Mexico Audit Forces telegram where they had a confirmation on the vote. Uh, let me see here. Oh, let's just do this real quick. We got Cochise County Commissioner's uh, Voting Machines. Let's see. Because, uh, well, interesting enough, the Gateway Pundit did not have the update on this story, at least not before I took the uh, airwaves. Hmm. Let's see here. Mm, I don't see anything about Cochise County coming up. Um, okay. Yeah, it's right here. Arizona family. <laughs> Arizona family, which is a lefty local in Arizona, obviously. They've got they've got the uh, scoop. At least the one that I could find. Uh, updated at 8.32 p.m. 
17 minutes. Oh, look at this guy. 17 minutes ago. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is a pure synchronicity. Okay. Oh, just so you can see it. Look, watch. Pure synchronicity. So 17 minutes ago, Cochise County Board of Supervisors votes in favor of hand counting ballots. So there's your letter of comp your your article of confirmation. Okay. Confirmed. Cochise County votes on hand counting ballots. One county resident said, what we're witnessing is a troubled relationship with uh, the, what does it say? Sorry, I have something blocking. The truth and an unwillingness to accept the rule of law. Interesting. Oh, this is this is stupid. Maricopa County Sheriff uh, Penzoni, the jabroni, vows to protect voters. Babysit ballot boxes if that's what it takes. Oh, is he trying to do the same thing that uh, all the patriots are doing that are like uh, having uh, ballot box um, um, watch parties and uh, camping, uh, camping uh, excursions? Interesting. Okay, so well, there you go, guys. Now you know for sure it is confirmed. Cochise County. Now there's a victory. Ladies and gentlemen, gotta say it, that is a victory. Uh, and uh, we should definitely uh, celebrate that. But we press on, right? Okay, let's go on to our next election story for tonight. It's going to take us to the state of Kansas, whom we've talked about once before, maybe twice before, in regard to elections, election integrity, election audit, and the fraud of 2020. Now, as is across now, as is happening across the nation, whether it's a state like Wisconsin, where it was discovered that in the entire state and so ruled on by their Supreme Court, that the absentee ballot drop boxes were totally unconstitutional and that a lot of bribery laws were broken. Um, it's happening nationwide from the state of Wisconsin ruling that in the Supreme Court all the ways down to uh a Williamson County, Tennessee, where they will no longer be using voting machines, all the way up to the borough in Alaska that's doing the same thing, and every other bit of election integrity legislation that is passing through our state houses. It's happening everywhere. In the state of Kansas, though, unfortunate to report, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that a judge has denied the people their efforts at election integrity. And what did they want? They wanted to ban absentee ballot drop boxes and they wanted to ban voting machines. But a uh, district judge in Kansas has thrown the case out. Let's take a gander, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is coming to us from CJ Online. Judge denies long shot effort to stop use of Kansas ballot drop boxes and voting machines. Boo! Oh, I said district earlier. It was a federal judge. My bad. A federal judge in Kansas on Wednesday denied a conspiracy laden effort to stop the use of ballot drop boxes and electronic voting machines. In next month's election, part of a long shot lawsuit from election deniers that seek to redo. Now, obviously, this is a uh, this is a legacy news outlet venue because uh, they're using all of the catchphrases and they're using all of the keywords and trigger words. Right. Uh, election deniers, conspiracy laden, blah, 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 blah. 
The move comes on the same day election officials across the state have begun mailing ballots to voters, with early voting set to begin for the upcoming November 8th general election. Some of those involved with the lawsuit are also individuals who took part in a recount of the 2022 primary election based on unfounded allegations of that. This paper is such a liar. Others have testified in legislative hearings on perceived flaws, perceived flaws. You see how they color their freaking articles in Kansas elections administration. Lawsuit relies on basis fraud allegations. So says this legacy outlet fake newspaper. The lawsuit filed in the U.S. court for the District of Kansas last month relies on uh, allegations that the state has been using erroneous voting machines and has been the subject of fraud. It wants Governor Laura Kelly to void the 2020 general election and 2022 primary election results and order a redo, something that cannot, cannot be done under state law. Really? Do you know your own state law? It also wants elections in Kansas to be conducted entirely by paper ballots. I'm just waiting for a criticism on that one, right? They're like, entirely on paper ballots? What is this? The 1800s? That's right. They did it in the 1800s, buddy. That's right. Okay. A separate motion lodged earlier this month seeks a temporary restraining order to stop election officials from using ballot drop boxes and electronic voting machines. It relies on the arrest of Eugene Yu, CEO of Conic, which manufactures election management software earlier this month on allegations that some poll worker data was being stored on servers in China in violation of the company's contract with Los Angeles County in California. Only one county in Kansas, Johnson County, is believed to have used Conic and election administrators there have said the company is housing data for the county on servers in Michigan. That does not stop the uh, temporary restraining order motion from arguing China could use poll worker data to intimidate or influence elections in their favor to weaken America. Bradley Schlosem, the attorney representing the state, wrote in a response that the lawsuit was a hodgepodge mini treatise of potential issues with electronic voting machines that plaintiffs apparently believe the state must disprove. Yeah, you know what? They should disprove it. This attorney is ridiculous, but he's an attorney, right? So what did you expect? You know, because that's that's the thing there is like, you want me to uh, stand in court and prove that these machines commit fraud or that they're vulnerable to uh, bad characters or just hacking or outside influences. Okay, we did it. You wanted me to stand in front of the court of law and uh, prove that these machines are, vul are vulnerable. We've got five reports that we can show, including one from the Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency, whatever it's called, CISA, right? And uh, and one that was uh, funded. Oh, well, actually, no. Yeah, one that was funded by the Democrats. And that's where CISA did the back of their work on. But they cannot... They, conversely, cannot in the court of law, right? They want us to get up there and prove that they are vulnerable. But at the same time, they cannot get up there and prove that they are not vulnerable, okay? Now, we've got five reports and a federal agency that says, yes, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Dominion voting machines are vulnerable to hacking, 
Okay, and we've got lawsuits and um, we've got uh, research from around the nation that shows ESNS and Heart Intracivic and other such voting machines are the same, vulnerable. Okay, so that's why I mean, I just had to throw that in there because that's just ridiculous. They can't even disprove the fact, but we have all of the evidence on our side awaiting their acknowledgement. Now, uh, Kansas has used both electronic voting machines and drop boxes for years without a legal challenge, according to this article. Uh, and changing that right before an election would be irresponsible. Well, they said the same thing about having an election audit. They're like, we can't have an audit of 2020 right before the 2022 primary uh, midterms. Are you crazy? And so that's how they managed to get that pushed back beyond the uh, September 3rd deadline for um, election data retention. Yeah. Yes, Diz Jizz, this is live. And that's your jizz, not my jizz. Okay. It, it, yeah, we're live. Anyways. Okay. So you know when they ask if they're live, they just want to be heard. Thanks for joining us, uh, my friend over there at Twitch. Uh, let's hope we stay on that course, right? Okay. Uh, getting back into this article, ruling largely critical of rhetoric in long shot election lawsuit. Okay. So uh, let's see what this says. U.S. District Judge Daniel Crabtree. I've heard that name somewhere before, Crabtree indicated during a hearing Friday that he was unlikely to grant the motion and his ruling largely picks apart the case made by the plaintiffs. It is largely pessimistic about the odds of the larger lawsuit to find any success. Elected officials, he said, have chosen processes and methods to use in the state's elections. It may not represent the system that plaintiffs prefer and our constitution entitles them to express their opinions, but nothing in the current record entitles them to sweeping use of federal judicial power to impose their views on their state or their fellow Kansans. You know, had the people of Kansas been able to actually hold their 2020 audit, which was authorized and approved by their committee and in their in their state legislatures. It, it, was, it is going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. It has been approved. It's supposed to happen before the end of this year. Okay. It's supposed to happen before the end of this year. But that's the same excuse that they used not to have the audit prior to 2022's midterms. Oh, we've got the midterms coming up. You can't have an audit. It's going to turn it upside down right before the midterms. Well, you know what? The judge may not have been able to make this ruling as biased and as shallow and as as uh, with limited foresight or insight as it, it the statement clearly explains, clearly describes, clearly expresses, this judge has no idea about what's going on in the world of election integrity and exposing election fraud, or maybe just prefers not to. But I don't know Judge Crabtree from Jack, so uh, I won't judge the man, but I will say very short-sighted, ladies and gentlemen, very, very short-sighted. Thank you, Disjiz. You seemed too professional looking for Twitch. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, people think this was like, this was all free. This didn't cost nothing, right? I think the only thing I pay for, I mean, the background, I mean. Some people are like, where'd you get those dynamic background? I, off of, uh, I don't know, some 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 search. But uh, yeah, to be on the air does cost. But uh, nah, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Disjiz. <laughs> I'm glad I have at least the look. Anyways, okay, so back to the article. 
back to election integrity, back to Crabtree and Kansas. Okay. So uh, Crabtree says this. They did not demonstrate the resolution sought by their straining order actually would address the allegations they made. Oh, you know, if they really, okay, if the people of Kansas really did use the conic thing as they had five reports that they could have used from Dominion. They have the Texas lawsuit with all of that stuff in there. So if Kansas is using ESNS and Heart Intercivic and not Dominion, well, there you go, Judge. Like, there's so much data out there. I, I, I mean, is it like it's it's not in your jurisdiction or something? Is it, help me understand, world. If you're in a court in Kansas, can you not use reports and, uh, you know, precedents from other research or other investigations in your state? Does it have to be something that was sanctioned in your state to, to use in the court of law? I mean, if it supports your point and, and, and if it also lays the foundation, a baseline for the evidence that, uh, these machines are vulnerable. I mean, that's what I would think, right? You could do it. Why would they use conic? I mean, okay. It's okay. I mean, it's brand new. I mean, they haven't even they haven't even litigated the Connick case, you know? So how can you use that as proof or or as precedence to try and get something like this established? Again, if they had been able to do their if they had been able to do their audit, it would have been a different story. But but maybe there's another another facet here that we should all glean. You don't need your state legislators. You don't need your representatives. You do not need your senators. You do not need your governor. You don't need any of these people to do an audit of your elections. Do it in your county, okay? Get your commissioners who certify the elections, who have their hands on the uh, process, generally speaking, in most states, precincts, and counties, uh, have go, go there, take your backyard back. Okay. You get your commissioners just like they did in Otero County. Okay. Just like they did in Cochise County, Arizona, uh, in Otero County, New Mexico, you get them to do it. You don't need to have a statewide audit. All you need is an audit of your County, a 100% audit. Okay. Forensic even. All right. You don't need and that's something else that we're going to learn on this path to self-governance, on this path to taking it back in our backyard and ensuring that our personal values and beliefs are reflected in our community and reflected by our leaders whom we selected, whom we elected. You know, uh, we don't need, we don't, I don't need the Texas Senate to, uh, to, to, to host an audit statewide. All I need is my county commissioners to do it. And that's something I think all of us should take away moving forward because this is all uncharted territory, y'all. We're all learning this for the first time. Our eyes are reawakening or reopening, if not opening for the first time in regards to a lot of this process and procedure. We're all learning it. We're all learning it. Someone someone should make a course on this and teach it or something like that. I would just, it's insane, right? But it's, it's, it's valuable. It's invaluable guys. The insights that we can get from stories like these and uh, the silly things that judges do, right? The silly things that judges do. 
Very much so. Okay, so sorry, I was looking into the chat and I was like, oh, it's paused. No wonder it's not moving. Excellent, guys. Excellent. Okay, so let's finish up with the story because we're not done with Kansas just yet, y'all. We're not done with Kansas just yet because you have this judge who's saying X, Y, and Z about what the people are trying to do for elections in their state. Okay, he's basically he's throwing everything out, you know, and uh, he's not. I mean, I guess the judge thinks whatever it is that he thinks. We we read his sentiments, right? Unfounded, you know. The conic thing I think kind of screwed him over, but it's okay. We're not done yet, okay? Um, so. Crabtree says, even if they did have the ability to bring a lawsuit, they did not demonstrate the resolution sought by the restraining order actually would address the allegations, and it would if they'd done an audit. Um, plaintiffs provide no cogent or even plausible answer for those questions, he said. Their failure, the court finds, places any putative irreparable harm at the speculative end of the spectrum and nowhere near the significant risk required by our circuit's standards. State lawmakers may well still consider banning the use of drop boxes despite no evidence they serve as a conduit for fraud because they obviously did not see 2,000 mules, right? So uh, that's not a win, obviously. That's not a win in that regard for election integrity. So, you know, we take some and we lose some. You take some, we give some. You take the good, you take the bad, you mix it up, and then you have the facts of life, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but, you know, had the judge been aware of such issues, or maybe not been biased, and maybe had this story been incorporated into their lawsuit, maybe then, maybe then, the judge might have had to have paused. Would it have changed the decision? Probably not. Crabtree sounds like a crab, right? Probably would not have changed his ruling, but it would have given him pause. So this was a story about Kansas um, voting machines flipping the votes, caught red-handed. 2022, ladies and gentlemen, this just happened in August, okay? I wonder if this made it into that, you know, that TRO filing, you know, as evidence that uh, things do happen crosswise. Because after all, the hand count was its own thing. The voting machines, it's just for lack of confidence, right? So uh, let's check out this story. We don't do the quick facts here at the Sea Report. Now, here's a statement from the county clerk's office. Now, this is uh, for Cherokee County, Kansas. It says, um, Brassert's full statement. That's the county clerk. The integrity of our elections of the utmost importance to me and the team within the county clerk's office. Upon discovering the improper programming, what? Improper programming? I immediately contacted representatives of Atchison, Kansas-based Lockwood Elections, 
who is responsible for programming the thumb drives used in our election. That makes me wonder what kind of machines they're using in Kansas. Could they be ESNS or Heart InterCivic? The company recognized their error, and my office has since retabulated the ballots by a hand count audit, which resulted in Commissioner Frazier retaining her party's nomination for the November general election later this year. The commission race was the only one impacted by the company's error, and I have already visited with both candidates impacted, Brassert went on to say. This is a good example of why we verify the accuracy of election results by conducting a post-audit of election results, regardless of what the unofficial election night numbers might indicate. I again want to assure the citizens of Cherokee County how important election accuracy is to me and reiterate my commitment to ensuring every valid vote is properly counted. The vote changing happened during their recent August 2nd primary race and was caught during the post-election audit. Audits in Kansas only happen in only happen infrequently as Kansas, Kansas revised state statute KSA 25-3009 states outlines saying that two local races will be randomly selected if other criteria are met. Additionally, at least five days before the audit, a notice of the time and location is offered on a county website, proposing ample time for changes. And that's all we got! How insane, right? How insane. Quick facts. Cherokee County, Kansas voting machines are found to be flipping votes. Uh, cast for county commissioner from the incumbent to a new candidate. During a post-election audit of the votes, cast Cherokee County Kansas Clerk's Office found that votes cast for incumbent District 1 County Commissioner Myra Frazier were mistakenly switched and attributed to challenger Lance Nichols due to a th thumb drive error. Okay, now here's what they don't tell you. Okay, here is the omission. In the state of Texas, in regards to voting machines, Heart InterCivic, okay, and ESNS, you had a thumb drive update that was to be installed in the machines, obviously via a thumb drive. We have a thumb drive here, guys. No coincidences, right? Now, in the state of Texas, it was discovered that the um, software on that thumb drive, uh, the security software, did not match the security software on the machine. It's called a hatch match, as a way to put it. You know, a hatch confirmation. So there is a hatch number or algorithm put into the thumb drive that's supposed to match the hatch number or algorithm that's put into the machine. I'm saying this very generically and very unprofessionally. I'm not a technical machine. So I'm telling you guys in layman's terms what happened. Now, the uh, hatch numbers or algorithms are supposed to match. And when they match, that means that the system is secure. If they do not match, that means that whatever's on that thumb drive is unverified. Okay, it is not secure. Okay, and it could be malware. It could be a virus. It could be an algorithm that would uh, flip the votes, for example. Now, the Election Assistance Commission 
because of their unaccredited voting tested voting system testing laboratory, uh, Pro VNV said, "Oh, it's okay. You know, it, it's it's not a big deal." Um, yeah, ESNS said it was a uh, it was uh, it was an expected mismatch, which means it's validated. Okay, that right there, ladies and gentlemen, I would imagine is very similar to what we're seeing happening in Kansas, but you're not hearing about the inside baseball. You're not hearing about the um, uh, the inspection into the machines that discovered all of this um, all of this data and all of these facts about those which we entrust to uh, accurately tell us whom we voted for. Insane, y'all. That's at least what I get from reading that, guys. I wouldn't doubt it. Now, I, I can go do my digging later on and find out what voting machines they are. And then I'm going to send it to Judge Crabtree and see what he thinks about it. Not like he could go back on his ruling. Another China virus, says Dizjiz. <laughs> well, you know, actually, actually, it could be. That's actually another good way of putting it. A China virus. Because, <laughs> uh. Because according, because with everything that's coming out with Connick, but I don't think that's it, guys. I don't think that's only it, right? They use 20 or 30 different ways to defraud the people of America from their election in 2020 busted. I'm sure there are 20 or, you know, I actually have an idea about how that looks and what's actually happening with our elections, like on election day. Uh, we'll talk about it some other day, guys, but I have this idea about exactly what is going on there and we'll, we'll discuss it later on. Uh, another day, another day. We've got to press on with our, uh, news and stories for tonight. Oh, I forgot to change my banner. I apologize. So yeah, 2022 election fraud, Kansas voting machines caught flipping the vote. Um, none of the, uh, legislators, you don't hear you didn't hear much about this, right, guys? This happened, like, beginning of the month. Okay. County blames thumb drives. So did Texas. And yet, somehow, we still got snookered into using their voting systems. So, well, there you go. It was a quick update on Kansas. Now, as I said earlier, uh, they are still due to um, initiate, execute their 2020 election audit before the end of the year. But I really wonder if anyone in Kansas... Uh, bothered to retain their election data <laughs> did they put uh, did they put a freeze on uh, erasing the data did they put a tro on that action or not i don't know couldn't tell you oh uh, this is another article about the same uh, story cherokee county audit found errors in voter count program i i just had i had a few of them pulled up actually uh but there you go all right, let's head on over to the state of Georgia, ladies and gentlemen, for a quick election update. Georgia elections, boy, oh boy, one of the most contested, one of the most um, conflagratory, uh, uh, anxiety-written states as far as elections go. Uh, hey, Sean Joe, what's up? Thank you so much for gifting the cookie. Relanon, I saw you there earlier. Thank you for the 117 gold pills. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you as well, Thumper Rose. And Philly Q, all right. Glad you guys are joining us this evening for our election stories updates. Uh, let's see here. 
Oh, we went from... <laughs> you guys are having a great time tonight. I'm glad you guys are enjoying yourselves. So excellent. excellent. Okay, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about Georgia. We're talking about Gwinnett County. So, um, you know, 2022 primaries in Georgia bust wide open with fraud and with uh, discrepancies, major discrepancies, discrepancies dealing with the machines specifically, discrepancies that beg the question, how did the machines do that? If it wasn't an accident, then what was it? You know, 15% uh, differences between uh, actual ballot count and digital machine count on uh, the Secretary of State's race in, uh, was it Fulton County? Um, they managed to get their hands on some ballots and do some counting, guys. Election night. That's why they don't want us to be able to access the ballots, especially on election night. Because then they're busted. Their scheme is blown wide open. Right, ladies and gentlemen? So uh, we had um, a situation going on in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Uh, where the people of Gwinnett County were rallying to hold their elected officials accountable and for election integrity. Okay, uh, we had uh, we had hundreds, if not thousands, of affidavits go into uh, Gwinnett County, and uh, all seeking election integrity, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to secure our 2022 elections and also the data retention from 2020, whatever's left of it in Georgia, right? Uh, so let's take a look at this article here. It's from the Georgia Record. It appears that uh, the people of Gwinnett County, they mean business about election integrity. And uh, they've turned it up a few notches since uh, we last reported. Now, uh, the Gwinnett residents ask three Gwinnett County Board of Elections members to step down, alleging that they are complicit in 2022 election crimes. A group of Gwinnett residents recently notified the Gwinnett Election Board of several crimes for the 2022 midterm general election, alleging they are complicit. Over a month ago, a member of this group individually submitted a stunning total of 37,500 custom affidavits to the Gwinnett County Elections Office, challenging fraud in the 2020 election. This data included duplicate voters, incomplete registration data, non-existent addresses, and national change of address information showing former residents currently on the voter rolls. These affidavits include 20,000 challenges to actual votes that were certified just after the 2020 election, and Gwinnett has yet to provide an answer. After a specially called uh, board meeting on October 3rd, 2022, by Dr. Wandy Taylor, Stephen Day, and Anthony Rodriguez, the board unlawfully voted three to two to dismiss all of the challenges, citing the affidavits being fraught with errors and a list uh, while uh, admitting they had not reviewed them all. Dang, guys. You see the integrity of these people? There's none. Do you see how much they care about our elections? They don't. Okay. 20,000 challenges to the 2020 election. And Gwinnett County Board of Elections decided to scrap it all. Fraught with errors. Did they do an investigation? 
did the Gwinnett County Board of Su uh, Election Supervisors, did they do an investigation? Did they, did they see all of the missing chain of custody? Did they see all of the duplicate ballots? Did they see the, uh, the duplicate ballot batches? Did they even get to count or look at the hand ballots? No, because the state of Georgia won't let anybody do that. They'll give you uh, photocopies of the ballots. They will not give you the actual ballots. Because uh, plausible deniability. That's not a Xerox duplicate of that same ballot. We had to photocopy them. They can't touch the ballots. Yeah. They'll, they'll create as much separation between them and their crime as possible. It's ridiculous. Okay, so the, the the dismissed affidavits were not a list, as stated by Mr. Day, but eight boxes of notarized documents containing months of research with up to five pieces of evidence each. Now the group is tracking these issues real time in the Gwinnett County 2022 absentee files and the current voter roll. Uh, Gwinnett election is allowing out-of-state residents to vote in Georgia. One voter sold her home in Snellville in August of 2020 and moved to Florida. She then purchased a new home in Florida and registered to vote at this address. Even the Georgia Secretary of State placed this voter on NCOA in active status. This individual unlawfully voted in 2020, 2021, and now Gwinnett is mailing her a 2022 ballot. Another voter sold his home in Lilburn and moved to Delaware in 2021. He too is designated as an inactive voter, but Gwinnett Elections is mailing him a ballot to his Delaware address. A third voter moved from his family home in Sugar Hill in early 2021. He is an underwriter with a large bank in Charlotte, North Carolina since 2021. The Secretary of State designated him NCOA inactive. This individual has requested a Gwinnett 2022 ballot mailed to his North Carolina address and Gwinnett County elections complied. Gwinnett elections is facilitating double voting. The original challenges presented to Gwinnett County contained over 2,700 duplicate voters, which are two registration IDs for the same name, address, and birth year. In 2020, there were 250 of these pairs that double and triple voted in Gwinnett. Gwinnett Board dismissed all of these challenges without hearing them. Gwinnett Elections is now mailing two absentee ballots to the same voter, which facilitates the crimes that occurred in 2020. Because let's not forget, what was the mantra of the left? Every vote counts. And what was the response from the... People with the logic, sound mind, and common sense, every lawful vote counts, right? Okay. So uh, Gwinnett Elections is mailing ballots to phantom voters from non-existent addresses. The original challenges presented to Gwinnett County contained over 2,700 registered voters at phantom houses, apartment buildings, and other non-existent addresses. I mean, I would have to say, if you're in Gwinnett County, what are you doing about this? Anyways, okay. Um, Gwinnett County unlawfully dismissed all of these challenges without hearing them. They stated the data was replete with errors because, of course, Gwinnett County uh, Board of Election Supervisors did their research and figured it all out themselves, right? They know for a fact that these were errors, right? 
Uh, it says, when in fact a test sample has been mailed an envelope and 70% have already been returned to sender, thus validating the work. Now Gwinnett Elections is mailing ballots to these voters, not to their non-existent address, but out of state. The residents allege Gwinnett Elections is suppressing the vote of all lawful Gwinnett residents and ultimately the people of Georgia. When out-of-state or phantom voters or double voters are allowed to vote, it is a suppression of all legal votes. Clean elections are paramount to a free republic, as I've been saying. They are symbolic of our freedom and liberty, literally. Alice Olenek, the board chair, voted against dismissing the challenges and was on record stating that the dismissal was potentially a violation of law and a violation of their sworn duty to uphold their oath of office. The residents allege Mr. Stephen Day and Dr. Wandy Taylor were disingenuous to the Gwinnett public as to the contents of the affidavits, misled them as to the facts, and violated their duty under OCGA 21-2-230. They went on to slander a Gwinnett resident. Mr. Rodriguez voted to dismiss as well. Violating the law is a violation of their oath of office to uphold the Constitution of Georgia and the Constitution of America. Now, when criminal election activity occurs, of which they have been previously notified of and refuse to act, the residents allege they are complicit in these crimes. Team leader Mary Bell Hodges, descendant of Button Gwinnett, a signer of the Declaration of Independence, stated at the recent board meeting, before the October 3rd special meeting, I was asked by a board member not to take anything personal that would be discussed. Uh, uh, I assure you, I cannot take it personal as I cannot take it seriously. As previously stated, I am not ashamed of our affidavit work. I don't care how much you try to, to diminish it, and I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. He is my vindicator, spoken like a true descendant of a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Awesome. I think I've seen that. I've seen, I think I've seen that lady in a video before. Good story that. So the, the, the county level, county level guys, county level. They don't need the state to audit their elections. They don't need the state to agree with them on election integrity. They can take it to their own backyard. They can hold the people they elected accountable and it's in their jurisdiction and the state be damned if they try and impede it, right? Okay, so with that said, so much insights, guys for us to learn from. Very, very interesting. Okay, guys. Oh, boy. Man, we are already at the top of our second hour. What is going on with that? Okay, man. I guess I spoke too much. Um, okay, guys. So let me see where we're going to take it from here. I got, I got another story or two I could share with you guys. Let's do that. Um, now, real quick, you know, when, when it comes to this, Dominion voting machines, Smartmatic, et cetera, just voting machines in general, we know that uh, Dominion uh, sent out a chilling effect by suing the pants off of anybody that uttered their name. Okay, and uh, that's basically when we saw a lot of the um, alternatives and independents, at least as far as news goes, kind of button up 
about 2020. Fortunately, the people could not let it go, right? You know, that's why the C-Report went on the air, you know, because everyone was getting sued. <laughs> and not that many people were listening to the show, but at least the information was getting out there in the ether somehow, right? Um, everyone in America believes that voting machines are secure, that they're not hackable, that they are not susceptible to fraudulent activity because of the mockingbird media, right? Because of the fake news. Because... Am I back on? I'm back on, right? Okay, I apologize, guys. My mic unplugged. Um. So all of America thinks, because of the fake news media, that uh, voting machines and anything digital, I guess, is not hackable and it's all, you know, uh, foolproof and uh, hackproof and all of that good stuff, right? Well, you know, very interesting when uh, you got the same outlets exposing it, telling the truth. Uh, what is going on in my screen here? Hold on. There we go. Uh, let's take a look real quick. Cause you know, you know, just like the Nazis in Ukraine, Vice Magazine, who I totally abhor, right? Do not like Vice, but Vice did an amazing job of uh, documenting all of the Nazis in Ukraine and all of the Nazis that have become part of their government. Uh, they even did a pretty good job at documenting the happy Crimeans in Crimea that were more than happy to return to Russia, even though that wasn't the point of their story. Now, this was back in the day when uh, it was it was okay to decry extreme right, ultra fascist, you know, um, crazy extremists, right? Because Vice is traditionally left. But then their handlers, their, uh, their leaders, their masters uh, got in bed with the Nazis in Ukraine. And now you don't hear a single thing from Vice about the Nazis in Ukraine and how we're sending billions of dollars of taxpayer money over there to fund them so that uh, Zelensky can throw it into his little laundromat there. Well, Vice did a story on... Um, the uh, U.S. election systems being online back in 2018. Much like, uh, oh, this was 2019, I apologize. Even, even more recent, much like the Democrats made their little documentary and they all got on, on video and said, yep, I saw the election stolen by machines right in front of my eyes. These machines are not secure. And we're all supposed to forget that. And of course, no Democrat knows that, right? That their own their own people did such investigations and said such things and then said exactly the opposite whenever, uh, you know, uh, Republicans and conservatives started to talk about election fraud. People, grassroots people. So uh, just real quick, you know, critical U.S. election systems have been left exposed online despite official denials. Vice magazine. 
The top voting machine company in the country insists that its election systems are never connected to the internet, but researchers found 35 of the systems have been connected to the internet for months and possibly years, including in some swing states. For years, United States elections uh, officials and voting machine vendors have insisted that critical election systems are never connected to the internet and therefore cannot be hacked, but a group of election security experts have found what they believe to be nearly three dozen back-end election systems in 10 states connected to the internet over the last year, including some in critical swing states. These include systems in nine Wisconsin counties, in four Michigan counties, and seven Florida counties. All states are perennial battlegrounds in presidential elections. Some of the systems have been online for a year and possibly longer. Some of them disappeared from the internet after the researchers notified an information sharing group for election officials last year. But at least 19 of the systems, including one in Florida's Miami-Dade County, were still connected to the internet this week. The researchers have been able to verify that at least some of the systems in Wisconsin, Rhode Island, and Florida are in fact election systems. The rest are still unconfirmed, but the fact that some of them appeared too quick to quickly drop offline after the researchers reported them suggests their findings are on the mark. Very interesting, isn't it? Now, uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Skogland, uh, who is an independent security consultant who conducted the research with nine others, uh, was remarked to have said, we discovered that at least some jurisdictions were not aware that their systems were online. Oh, really? Now, Skogland is also part of an advisory group not associated with the research that is working with the National Institute of Standards and Technology to develop new cybersecurity standards for voting machines. In some cases, the vendor was in charge of installing the system and there was no oversight. Election officials were publicly saying that their systems were never connected to the internet because they did not know differently. Uh, the systems the researchers found are made by Election Systems and Software, ES&S, the top voting machine company in the country. They are used to receive encrypted vote totals transmitted by a modem. Now, everyone knows what the modem does from ESNS. Uh, voting machines on election night in order to get rapid results that media use to call races, even though the results aren't final, which is ridiculous because everyone knows that's not how it goes. It says generally votes are stored on memory cards inside the voting machines at polling places. After an election, poll workers remove these and drive them to county election offices. But some counties want to go get their results faster. So they use a wireless modem either embedded in the voting machine. Isn't that interesting? They even put that part here, embedded in the voting machine. And they all said, no, there's no internet access anywhere on these machines. Well, it was a Supreme Court Justice retired, uh, Michael Gableman, honorable, that in his report said there's about 35 different um, uh, pieces of hardware that can connect to a wireless signal. 35 pieces of hardware in that machine. That is beyond excessive, if you ask me, beyond excessive. And two of those, two of those ports would not even turn on the computer if someone remotely accessed it. Okay. That came out of Antrim County uh, and that was with Dominion, but that's crazy, right guys?
someone could remotely access your system and you would never know it. The screen wouldn't turn on, the the uh, machine would not beep or boop or anything. You, you'd think it was turned off. Embedded in the machines, they admit in vice, right? Um, or externally connected to them to transmit the votes electronically. The systems that receive these votes called an SFTP server is connected to the internet behind a Cisco firewall. For security reasons, the SFTP server and firewall are only supposed to be connected to the internet for a couple of minutes before an election to test the transmission, and then for long enough after an election to transmit the votes. But the researchers found some of the systems connect to the internet for months at a time and year-round for others, making them vulnerable to hackers. Okay, so um, I will leave that there, ladies and gentlemen. It's a long article. Check this out. When Vice does their work, they do their work. You know, I mean, they did like 13 videos or more on the Nazis in Ukraine. They could not get enough of the Nazis in Ukraine. They're thorough when they want to be. All So I will have this article available for anyone. Who, I mean, this is something that should be archived because it's uh, enemy print with, uh, you know, information that uh, kind of goes against their narrative right now. Um, I'll have that posted somewhere. I'm redoing my resources page on my on the cereport.com. Uh, you can go and reference all the articles that I have on the show. I'm reworking that. What I'm most likely going to do is just link that up to my C Report Telegram, and I'll have all the articles there. So uh, I'll most likely post this on the C Report Telegram, and that's really going to help streamline me putting my shows together. Let me tell you what. Now, uh, we're not going to go through this article, but here's another one. This one's from Politico. Interesting enough, this one is from 2022. So we got a 2019 vice admitting internet connectability and hackability, whatever. And now we have a 2022 one. Now, notice how they tweak it to where it doesn't sound like it's the internet that it's connected to, right? They're depending on us not to understand that, um, you know, uh, that uh, modems connect to the internet. They're a gateway to the internet, right? Uh, so uh, let's see here. The voting machine hacking threat you probably haven't heard of. Or, or maybe we've heard of it, but you guys are redressing it. So uh, you guys can look like you're reporting with integrity. Modems help election officials report results quickly, but security experts say they're too dangerous to trust. How convenient, right, that now they're coming out with a story like this. Now, this is from this month. There's a largely overlooked hacking target that could help those who want to sow doubt about vote tallies in the November midterms. Cellular modems that transmit unofficial, unofficial election night results. Oh, gee, you don't think, do you? And those are probably COTS also, right? Commercial off-the-shelf parts. The modems which send vote data from precinct to central offices using cell phone networks help election officials satisfy the public demand for rapid results. But putting any networking connection on an election system opens up new ways to attack it that don't require physical access to machines and security experts say the risks are not worth the reward. Something tells me that some court somewhere in this nation 
has some reports <laughs> that spell this out plainly to you. I feel like this is more like a CYA type of article, right? Like a try and get ahead of the narrative. I mean, if, if they're in a roundabout way admitting that these machines, in fact, do connect to the internet and they're just using some um, straw man, like a modem, which everyone already knew connects to the internet. <laughs> they're using some kind of red herring, whatever, you know, there's using some kind of distracted propaganda to in hopes that the people will not realize that they've been lying to them the whole time. Maybe it's about to bust wide open, guys, because this, this to me is a CYA article. This is a uh, this is a this is a get ahead of the storm type of an article, because this is all obvious stuff we've been talking about for over a year in regards to these machines. Literally, we've been talking about this for over a year. Everyone knows it. Everyone remembers it. It says, uh, while tampering with unofficial results would not actually corrupt an election's outcome, it could fuel misinformation about both the accuracy of the vote tally and the integrity of the process. That's a particular concern since the 2020 election. And we all know what happened there. At least six states, Florida, Illinois, Iowa, Massachusetts, Michigan, and Minnesota use modems to transmit results in a combined 36 counties, according to a Politico survey. Rhode Island used them statewide and Washington, D.C. used them citywide. Wisconsin, which the nonprofit election integrity group verified voting identified as using modem equipped devices, did not respond to inquiries about whether its counties use the feature. That's because the people of Wisconsin and verified voting do not respect you, legacy outlet Politico. While there have been no reports of modems being hacked in previous elections, the vulnerabilities are well known and hackers have the tools to exploit them. And uh, the mere existence of these modems, uh, modem vulner vulnerabilities could make it easier for Trump allies to disrupt the midterm elections and future contests with more unfounded hacking claims. So let's just get it out in the open now, guys. So this way they can't uh, pull the same uh, story on us. So article goes on to talk about uh, this polarization that Trump apparently caused. No, it had nothing to do with the fact that they stole the elections and everyone saw it. That's not why the people were mad. It's because Trump said that we should be mad and we all have no mind of our own, right? So it talks about the whole Russia thing and how they, they said it was Russia hacking and blah, 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 blah. Doesn't talk about Koenig. does not talk about Koenig. But uh, again, I'll get that posted on the C-Report Telegram and for reference, uh, but you know, prior to 2020, left-leaning liberals, Democrats were talking about election fraud and the hackability of these machines. Post-2020, now they're admitting it in their papers. Really makes you think. It makes me think anyways. Um, but I think, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it. That'll bring a conclusion to tonight's C-Report. Thanks for hanging out on this election-focused episode. I'll do what I can, ladies and gentlemen, to spread the word, share the information. Even if it appears at times to be circular, you know, um, 
at least for those engaged with the real world individuals who keep constantly telling us that there was no evidence of voter fraud, it's submitted to memory and it is accessible so that uh, we can debunk their claims to their faces in a nice and respectful way because we're good people, right? Yeah. Gotta say it. All right. Before we, hey, Sea Dragon, what's going on? Before we close up, let me just jump into chat with you guys. Um, let's see here. Oh, sorry, you're having some problems there, Mr. Timjet. Voting system made by Acme, says Sea Dragon. It's not a glitch, it's a function in the machines. Exactly so. It's it's um it's how you say it's intentional. Glitches are not intentional, right? Um, let's see what else we got in here before I dip out for the night. Thank you for the cookie, Sean Joe. Thank you for the cookie. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, there, there are some stories with, uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, another election story tomorrow. I want to talk to you guys about having to deal with the Republican Party. Um, let's see here. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Okay, cool. Um... Yeah, they program them that way, says uh, Thumper Rose. Cisco is another globalist entity. Uh, yeah, I second that motion. <laughs> I, uh, I agree with that statement. We don't have counting machines at our polls. They go to registrars and are counted paper ballots. Our polls only know the numbers of ballots and in primaries, D and R ballot numbers because we, we match registration and get whichever ballot we ask for in primaries. We have voter ID pre-registration matched paper ballots, only certified absentee voting, no mass mail-in ever. I'd agree with that as well, Miss Thumper Rose. But yeah, that's the whole thing that's going on now with the whole vote counting, right? If you guys uh, remember from the um, from the uh, Tory Maris uh, Ohio election story and the lawsuit that she filed um, over there, uh, because with these machines like the Secretaries of Snakes and the EAC, they try and they try and um, specialize who can. Uh, look at the algorithms or look at uh, the coding of the machine, the programming, as you stated, um, Thumper Rose. Um, and, and the lawsuit that they're proffering, the stance they're taking in Ohio in this case is that if our state constitution says that we have the right to inspect the count, then that means that we should have the right to inspect how the machine counts which would mean inspecting the code and inspecting the source code and uh, inspecting the algorithms because that would literally be inspecting the count. Well, if the machine is counting, we got to find out how it's counting the ballots and what makes it tick in that count. So you're inspecting the count of the machine. Words, right? Lawyers. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, so that's what's going on in Ohio right now. And that could have... That could really have an influence, and I say influence, it could inspire, okay? It could inspire Americans around this nation to file similar lawsuits because I'm pretty sure, even though I don't know every single state constitution, I'm pretty sure they all say that we as uh, voters, as citizens, as the governors of our backyard, our state, our nation, 
have the right to inspect the count or some language to that effect. So that's another plus to sharing these stories, guys. We inspire each other and we grow together. Thank you for tuning in to the Sea Report for tonight, October 24th, 2022. And uh, if you happen to vote today, you're not my friend anymore. <laughs> Shame on you. No, just kidding. Election day, y'all. Election day. It's the least we can do. With that said, you all have a great night. Thank you for being here with us. If you were over at Rumble, Odyssey, Twitch, Foxhole, Pilled, Trovo, Clout Hub, uh, your attendance, your presence, much appreciated and felt. And uh, if you like what you hear here and would uh, be interested in possibly engaging in more C reports and other broadcasts here at Mr. CTV, please follow and subscribe to this channel. Uh, share the information. You don't got to share the link to the show, but, you know, share the information. That's what's most important. First and foremost, it doesn't matter whose mouth it came from or whose paper it was written on or whose website it was discovered. Unless they're totally, 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 totally like, like parody or bunk websites, right? But then that matters. Share the information. Keep it out there. Keep it readily. Keep it accessible. And uh, that will lighten our load. I think you'll find. Because I'm a big, big proponent of the 100th monkey syndrome. All right, guys. Got to go. Have a great night. Uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. And uh, until next time, as always, be safe and be blessed. And God bless America. We'll see you next time. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye. Let's talk about Georgia. Uh, President Trump truthed about this earlier. Ballot images missing, right? Drop boxes with no video. And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're gonna die on this hill. We're gonna be gay and we're gonna rape our children no matter what you say, because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run C in the dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, what the heck is this bald band talking about? Uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you've got your C report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do C in the dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast, right? So guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So look out now. Look out now. Woo! <laughs> oh no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com. That's www.thecreport.com. 
gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Pill.net.